Welcome to the Let's Be Honest About Business podcast. If you're anything like me, then you strive for us all to be honest with where we're at in our business rather than putting on a front. You can expect to hear about struggles and successes to everything in between from myself and others in business. I'm your host, Morgan, and through being honest with what I've struggled with, I'll be sharing practical tips on how to get out of your slumps and run the business of your dreams regardless of where you're at. Whether you're driving in your car or sipping coffee on your couch, I hope you find this information valuable. Let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Let's Be Honest About Business. I am so excited to be back here and just talking to you guys and really excited about today's topic for you. I think it is a really important one. And, um, you know, before I go too much into it, I just want to say we did, you know, there were a couple episodes where we talked about storytelling, but today I'm really going to get into the how and the why to do it. And so stay tuned because today we have an amazing, amazing conversation. Um, well, not conversation, I guess just me talking to the microphone, but um, but I, I know you guys are going to get amazing insight from it and I'm excited for you to apply this to your businesses and to see really how it helps you. Um, And honestly, I just love helping other business owners and uh, seeing you guys succeed. So um, before I get into that, though, I do want to remind you guys to leave a review on this podcast. Reviews definitely help this show get seen. And um, also keep in mind that every single month I will be buying three of you guys coffee for leaving a review. So the end of the month is almost over. So just make sure that if you want a chance to win for May, then leave a review. If not, you always have another chance in May. But um, but not only that, the reviews just keep me encouraged and help me to know that what I'm doing is worth it and helps me to know to keep moving forward. So. And also, if you like this episode, please be sure to screenshot it and share it to your Instagram and make sure you tag me in it at Lady Ilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Um, and that also is just super encouraging to me and helps me know that I should keep getting these episodes out there. So um, yeah, that's all for the announcements that I have. Um, before we get into today's episode, though, I need to share my honest moment of the week and To be honest, I have just been feeling very down and not motivated to work lately. I had a very incredible beginning of the year with lots of highs. I booked a couple of uh, my highest ever paying clients. I launched my podcast, etc. But no one ever prepares you in entrepreneurship for when you do start that successful climb and you start accomplishing things that you never thought you could. Honestly, I think the higher you climb, the harder you fall. And I'm really just now realizing the meaning of that saying that I've heard my whole life and never really thought about it or took it into consideration until my journey with entrepreneurship and especially this year. So it's been crazy. Um, but you know, when those highs become your new normal and then all of a sudden you have a month or a week where it's not 
as high, um, it can be a little rough and it, it, it can be a little hard to navigate. But I'm learning to realize that not every week can be a launch week or not every week I'll be booking my highest paying clients and that's okay. And I'm just learning to realize that there's definitely busy times in business and also slow times in business. So yeah, I will be honest and say that I'm really thankful for my husband. He's been an amazing supporter and has really just helped me during this time. So I am really thankful about that. So that's my honest moment of the week. Um, I would love for you guys to share your honest moment of the week with me. Please feel free to email me at morgan at ladyilkphotography.com. That's morgan at L-A-D-Y-I-L-G photography.com. And I would love to just talk with you about what your honest moments are in entrepreneurship. And maybe we can just help each other out and just encourage each other. Um, and you you guys know I love being honest and real with you. So, um, so yeah, I love it when you guys reach out. It means the world. So let's get into today's topic. And um, if you listen to this podcast in episode nine, I interviewed Park Howell from the Business of Story on how to increase your profits with storytelling. And then on episode 13, my most recent episode, I interviewed Ashley Craft on how storytelling will help your business boom. And we talked a lot about the benefits of storytelling, why to do it, but I want to today talk about the how and how you can really get specific on what it is you need to share and how to do so. If you haven't yet listened to those episodes, I want to encourage you to go back and listen, but I hope that you are beginning to recognize this pattern in storytelling and why it's important in our businesses. I do realize that it can be really difficult to share your personal story as a business owner and not really understand the benefit, but since you might still need some convincing, I'm thrilled to share my own story. So in 2016 and 2017, I had my worst years of business, and while I did have clients booked for weddings, they were both the slowest years. I did have fewer weddings than normal, and after doing taxes and paying my business expenses, I basically evened out and didn't really make a profit. I am thankful for those years, though, because you know when something is hard and not working out, it's the perfect opportunity to make a change and figure out what's going to work for you. I started learning about storytelling and how to use my story for impact, and since then, I've gone from booking clients with $3,000 budgets for wedding photography to clients with six dollars to $7,000 budgets for wedding photography. Now, two, three years ago, I never thought that this would be possible. I will be the first to say that I am not my ideal client. I personally would not pay that much for photography. So how on earth did this happen? Last year in 2018, I had 11 weddings. And because of storytelling, this year I've been able to hire a lead associate photographer. So what that is, is a photographer who represents my company and is a lead photographer on wedding days, so I'm not there. And between us both, we have 17 weddings this year. We're projected to book more, and we're now able to serve more clients and even double book weddings. 
I've been able to use my story to reach other business owners and not just potential wedding photography clients, thus also expanding my coaching side of my business. So all that to say that I'm not trying to brag and tell you guys how successful I am because actually if you have a conversation with me, I'll be the first to say I'm not yet where I want to be. And I do realize that this is a pattern in entrepreneurship where we will never be where we want to be, right? I mean, we're always wanting more. We always want that thing that we can't have. But I will say that storytelling has definitely helped me grow my business, especially in the most recent years. So you may be wondering, well, what is your story, Morgan? And how did you figure it out? And I promise you we'll get into that. But first, I do want to share the benefits of sharing your story. You may be thinking that there's no benefit to intertwining your personal story in your business, or you may be scared to start sharing your story with others. Or you may think that your life is just not interesting enough. Believe me when I say that I know all of those thoughts and I have had to push through them myself. But there's definitely benefits to sharing your story. And I would not be making this podcast if there weren't. So here's the benefits. You're giving your clients the gift of seeing themselves in your in your story. So a couple examples I have, or just one of the ones that I can think of off the top of my head is I lost my mom when I was nine year old, nine years old to a rare disease called sarcoidosis. And because of that, when I was planning my own wedding and I had to walk down the aisle and celebrate my wedding day, I realized the pain of what it felt to not have a parent there on your wedding day. And I share about this in my own business in my, for my own personal story. And by doing so, I'm allowing my clients who have maybe lost their parents or loved, one, loved ones on their wedding day to realize that I understand what it's like to be in their shoes. And so they can then see themselves in my own story. That's just a small example, but hang in with me because I'm going to expand a little bit more on that later on. The second benefit is you're giving your audience the opportunity to grow with you, especially when you decide to shift. They still have a story to follow. So if you aren't sharing your personal story and you've built up an audience, if you ever decide to shift in your business, your audience may not have a reason to stick with you. But when you are sharing your personal story, let's say you do shift then they have a reason to stick with you. Even if they don't necessarily need your services, their reason to stick with you is because they know you and they feel like they can relate to your story, even if they don't relate to the thing that you're selling. The third thing is you're allowing your life and your story to be used for impact rather than just make a profit off of what you're doing. So um, (laughs) I think this is super important. I mean, in this day and age, we all want to make an impact. But, um, you know, if I were to just share about my wedding images and not really be sharing to my clients like, hey, guess what? I'm making your first ever heirloom. This is something that you can use years down the road that you'll be able to share with your friends and family, your grandkids, your your grandkids, kids. They will be able to look at these images. It is going to be a part of your family forever and ever. That is an impact. And In doing so, I'm not just making a profit off of that. I'm 
truly making an impact in my clients' lives and also the people who follow me. The fourth thing is that you'll have a more engaged audience of people who are actually invested in you and what you're up to. And the fifth is that your clients will feel more confident referring you because believe it or not, your story is actually a huge part of the overall experience for them. And this goes back to my first point of giving your clients the gift of seeing themselves in your story. So I hope by now you're convinced. Even if you are, you might still be thinking that you literally have no idea what your story is. So I want to help you find that. Here's a few practical ways to find your story and start sharing it. And by the way, you can implement story into your business by not just sharing your own story. Story in your business looks like many different things, including your own personal story and also the story of your clients. So I'll first start by figuring out the story of your clients. It doesn't matter what industry you're in, your clients have a story to tell, and that story is pertinent to your business. So for me as a wedding photographer, I can easily tell the love story of my clients. For example, how they met, how they got engaged, why they chose the venue they did, who said I love you first, etc. Just remember that if you're listening to this, even if you're not a wedding photographer, your clients have a story to tell and they want their story to be heard. So what is the story that your clients have that applies to your business? Maybe you make furniture and you have a client who maybe they're a young married couple with young twins and they asked you to make a bed frame for their bed that could sit low enough on the floor that their babies could hop right into bed with them on a Saturday morning and snuggle for hours. There's a wealth of stories in just that alone. And a story like that creates experience, which ultimately is what your customers want to buy. People do not want to buy product, they want to buy experience. The more you can convince your potential clients to buy your experience, the easier it will be for you to sell. So ask yourself, what is it that helps create an experience for my customers? So there's a story that I have of this one pizza place that I absolutely love that's located in Centennial, Colorado. This place is called Big Bill's Pizza, and the reason I love them is because I was with my friend Jessica one night. We were having dinner there, and it was my first time there. We ordered a pizza, and then we ordered garlic knots. I had never had garlic knots in my entire life, and I loved them. So the owner of the restaurant started going around to the tables and just asking how everybody was, and eventually he came to our table. And I told him, he asked us how our meal was and how we were doing. And I told him, you know, we love the meal. It's great. But I have never had garlic nuts before in my life. And I think these are so amazing. He said thank you and left and then came back later with a huge box of garlic nuts to go. That created an experience for me and a story for me that turned me into a forever customer. It was more important and better for him as a business owner to give that to me. He did not add it to my bill. He just gave it. And because of that, I will forever be a customer. And there's always a story in that. It it was so much better for him to do that than for him to be like, oh, well, then here's $10 off for your next time that you come in, in to see us. And because of that, I have a story to tell to people that I know as well. And that will also make people that I know want to go and visit that place. It literally is the same thing when it comes to your business. 
Stories make a client's experience more personal. It makes discounts and coupons irrelevant and instead makes them want to come back for you and what you have to offer and how you make them feel. Another way you can tell the story of your clients is by simply asking for reviews. Reviews give your potential clients an imaginary story or experience of what it's like to work with you, and once you have them, it's a really easy thing to share. So now let's talk about you. What is your story in your business and why is your personal story important? Your personal story is important because it brings like-minded people into your circle. It attracts the types of clients whom you would get along with, the types of clients who would only dream of working with you, and loyal clients who will then in the future evangelize about your business. A lot of people think that you have to share every little detail of your life in order to implement story in your business, but what if I told you you only need three to five things to share over and over again? You don't have to let everybody in. In fact, you can give people a really good idea of who you are without giving up too much at all. So, for example, there excuse me, <laughs> there are five specific stories I like to cycle through in my business and those things that I think truly set me apart are my huge black great dane. I tend to attract a lot of couples who just cannot live out live without their dogs. The death of my mom, and you might think this is not pertinent when it comes to running my business, but because of this, I'm able to relate to any couple who has to experience their wedding day without a parent. And remember, your clients want someone who can relate to you in their own experience. The third is my marriage to my husband, Frank. Any soon-to-be newlywed couple wants to see other newlyweds making life and marriage work. The fourth is the stories of my own clients so that whenever my clients or potential clients see me share wedding images with a story, it's always a goal of mine to make sure that when they look at those photos and read those stories, they do one of two things. One, they get super excited for their wedding day because that'll soon be me sharing their own story. And two, they get excited because they can literally picture themselves in those exact images. And last but not least, my vulnerability when it comes to owning a business and how to help other business owners through that. Because let's face it, people want to know that if I'm going through the same thing as them or have gone through the same thing as them, that there's always a way to overcome that. The biggest question I would want to ask you is, what is the one thing that sets you apart and makes you distinguishable above the rest? What is the one thing you want people to associate with you and your business? The one biggest thing for me is my Great Dane puppy, and I know that sounds super simple and not like life-altering advice, but I know that if someone follows me on Instagram or looks at my website, then later is taking a walk in their neighborhood and sees a Great Dane, they're automatically going to think of me because I'm constantly sharing about my own Great Dane. You would be surprised by the amount of people who just randomly send me messages of Great Danes they saw in public or things that have to do with Great Danes that they send to me because it just made them think of me. Maybe for you, you absolutely love apple juice. Like, maybe you're always sipping on apple juice everywhere you go and it's always right next to you on your desk while you're working. I know it sounds silly, but I would encourage you to share about that. The more you share about your apple juice, the more people will associate apple juice with your brand, even though apple juice might have absolutely nothing to do with your brand. And the more they'll think of you when they are out and about and for whatever reason apple juice crosses their eyes, 
they will also, you will also cross their mind. Coca-Cola actually does the same thing. Their campaign, Open Happiness, associates being happy with Coke. Even though smiling or being happy has nothing to do with the drink itself, I mean, think about it. It's just a dark, sugary drink in a red can. But they took that campaign and ran with it because they want you to associate their brand with being happy. So knowing that, after you find your one thing, I want you to ask yourself, what are the three to five things that I can share over and over again that will help when it comes to the story of of my business? And also, when you're done brainstorming those, I actually would love for you to email me because I would love to brainstorm those with you on how to actually implement them into your business. Now that you know the why and the what, let's get to the how. I think I alluded to this earlier, but us small business owners often fall into the trap that our own stories are not interesting enough, or our photos aren't pretty enough to share and that no one will want to hear it. But I want to go ahead and shut that idea up right now. If uh, I will definitely be the first to say that my life really is not as interesting as it seems on social media. I am currently living with my husband in my parents' basement while we're waiting for our house to be finished being built, and I have no idea when that will be. Most nights, you can find my husband and I laying on the couch watching fail videos on YouTube. I don't go hiking as much as I wish I did, and while I love my puppy Kai so much, you don't see all the times that she shreds toilet paper and makes a mess in our house. But I have found my five things that help tell my story, the story of my business, and the story of my clients, and those are enough things to go off of to get the message out. And even though you might be thinking that your life is not as interesting, I can promise you that you can find those things as well. So there is a few ways that I get stories for my clients, but the easiest in my personal opinion, unless you're just a god and amazing at remembering what people tell you, is by simply sending a questionnaire to your clients, either right when they book you, in the middle of your process with them, or when you're offboarding with them. Although sometimes it's a little harder to hear back from your clients when you're offboarding them. So my suggestion would be either to be do it right when you book them or in the middle of your process with them. The questions that you ask will vary depending on what business you have. But for me, as a wedding photographer, I ask questions like, what's their love story? The more details, the better. How did they get engaged? Who said I love you first? Etc. When it comes to your own personal story, there's no really step-by-step process. The easiest advice I have for you is to just do it and to start showing your face more. You know, even though I'm a wedding photographer and I know others love my work, the images I get the most engagement are on are the images that I share of myself. As human beings, we like to get personal. We like to know there's a real person behind those pretty images they're sharing. And I'll be honest, most of my clients, while yes, they love my work, the things that push them over the edge in a good way and made them decide to book with me were the personal things I've shared and the fact that they could relate to me on one way or another. The more you can get others to relate to you, the better you'll be at selling and not just selling to anyone, but selling to a very specific niche of people who work well with you and also have an amazing experience with you. Let's talk about the photos. I know what you're thinking. You're probably thinking something like, Morgan, I don't have an Instagram husband. 
I don't have a professional camera either. Well, I understand you because although my husband is very involved in my journey as a business owner, he is not my Instagram husband. (laughs) Almost every photo you see of myself on my feed is a photo I took of myself either with a self-timer or a remote on my phone. Yes, you heard that right. Sometimes I don't even use my professional camera. You can look up selfie sticks on Amazon that come with wireless remotes on or tripods for phones that come with wi- um, wireless remotes as well. And honestly, you can spend no more than $30. And the best advice I have for you is to just start practicing and get comfortable in front of the camera and comfortable taking photos of yourself. The more you do it, the more creative you will become at it too. So I think that's it for now, you guys. I want to leave you with two resources I absolutely love. But first, if you haven't yet listened to episode 9 or 13 of this podcast, please be sure to do so. Otherwise, when it comes to storytelling in my business, I really look to two specific resources. The first is Park Howell's Business of Story podcast. And the second is Donald Miller's book, Building a Story Brand. These two have been so crucial in helping me find my story and tell it in business and realizing why it's so important. I promise you that story will absolutely transform your business in more ways than you could even imagine. And the sooner you can implement story, the sooner you will start seeing immense changes in your business. All right, I'm going to end this episode like I always do with a listener question. And this question comes from at Dear North Designs on Instagram. And she asks, what does a typical workday look like for you? So this is a really interesting question because I feel like as a business owner, my days are kind of all over the board, especially during wedding season when I might have like one or two weddings in a week or, um, you know, for weddings in a month. So, but on average, I usually, I will usually wake up around 7.30, 7.30 or 8. And when I get up, I do have a morning routine. So I, um, I'll either have some tea or I will make celery juice and then I will listen to the Bible. I listen to the Bible every single day. I actually use a podcast that I love called Daily Audio Bible. And after that, I'll usually journal for a little bit, take Kai out on a walk. And then after that, I get into work. So I usually tackle my emails first. We'll maybe hop on Instagram for like half an hour to 45 minutes, do some stories, um, make a post, engage with my audience. And then after that, usually I'll go actually take my dog to the dog park Um and actually, I should I should have started this question with this answer with um, every night before the workday, I write a list of three things that I have to get done the next day. And those are just my top three things that I need to finish. Um, and then I have a list of other things I need to do. But really, my goal every single day is just to make sure I at least get those three things done. So Usually that's what I'll do before I take my dog to the dog park. After I tackle emails, I will um, get my top three things done. And then usually once they're done, the rest of the day is just the day to create and yeah, just be creative and get done, you know, the other things that are a little bit lower on my list. And then I will, after I take my dog to the dog park, I'll usually tidy up the house and start cooking and then get done get whatever work I need to get done. 
If I have a wedding though, um, I will actually rest the day before and then the day before that I will prep all of my equipment and um, just make sure that I have all my work done, maybe set up an email responder, um, you know, type out a podcast episode, whatever. It's really funny because my days really just vary depending on how much I have going on, if I'm in a busy season or not, um, if I need to record or edit podcast episodes, um, all of that. But I am a huge, huge advocate for batch working and for um, outsourcing a lot of the work that I have. So I batch a ton of podcast episodes and blog posts. Um, And then another thing that I also do is I outsource my editing. So I really don't edit any of my photos unless it's the day after blog for my wedding clients. Um, But other than that, that really frees up my time so I can really focus on being a wife first and foremost and being present for my friends and family, and also just really focusing on growing my business in other areas, such as this podcast or, um, you know, things that have to do with my clients. So, um, so yeah, you know, it kind of varies, but that's kind of what a typical workday looks like for you. So I hope that answers your question. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. I know we've been talking a lot about storytelling, so I really hope that this helps you actually hone in on what it is that will help you get into storytelling in your business and um, and really just helped in general. So if it did, please feel free to screenshot this episode and share it on your Instagram and make sure to tag me in it at Lady Ilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Um, that always just encourages me to keep doing this podcast and keep pushing episodes out. And I also love to know when you guys like episodes. So um, yeah. And then also please, please, please leave a review. Reviews help this podcast get seen. You don't even have to write one. You can just tap the stars. Um, But obviously written reviews are so encouraging. I read every single one of them and and that will automatically enter you to win free coffee on me. So uh, yeah, I hope that you guys have an amazing day and I will be back again next week. Thanks so much for listening. For more information or to learn a little bit more about me and my brand, you can follow me on Instagram at Lady Ilg. That's L-A-D-Y-I-L-G. Or visit LadyIlgPhotography.com. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer for you on a future episode, simply email me at Morgan at LadyIlgPhotography.com with your question, and I'd love to answer it for you. Your questions are encouraged and welcome. I look forward to showing up on another episode soon.